Good morning, everyone. Want to welcome all those that are online, our online family, and we have hundreds all over the world that are watching. And I want to remind you, you can go to churchinthesun.com/prayer, put in your prayer request. We'll get it instantly. We have prayer teams. We believe prayer is good. We believe that God answers prayer. And we want you to be a part of our meeting here this morning. And I want us all to welcome all those that are online this morning. Come on, give them a nice welcome. Sometimes we find ourselves there because we happen to be a part of their life. And what happens to them somehow overflows on us. But I have found that God will use other people's poor decisions to get us in to his destiny. And in the Bible, it's interesting, the Bible talks about Joseph, who was betrayed by his brothers and sold into slavery. And it comes to the end of his life, and he looks at them and he said, what you meant for evil, God worked out for good for me. So what someone else does does not determine our destiny. What someone else does does not put us in a corner as though our life is over. Because God is bigger than their poor decision and that we have the assurance that we have God with us, and we have the assurance that he will make a way when there seems to be no way, and what they mean for evil, and I'm sure you've had someone in your life at some time tried to do something evil to stop you. You don't have to say amen, but some, maybe I'm the only one, I'll lift my hand, but I have found there's someone bigger and greater. David sang about this morning, he's the great I am. And God is still going to make a way. And whatever destiny has for you, their bad decisions are not going to affect what God has. And in fact, it causes us to take a stronger stand and believe that he is great and he is mighty. And that the Bible says... In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6, I will never leave you alone, never. I will never loosen my grip on your life. And verse 6, read it with me. So we can say with great confidence, say it again. So we can say with great confidence, I know the Lord is for me, and I will never be afraid of what people may do to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Paul says, I went to bed last night, and an angel stood before me and gave me a word. Personally, thank you, Paul. I've never seen an angel, and usually they don't talk to me in the middle of the night. Maybe you have. But I'm glad under the new covenant, we have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit can show us things in the night. 
I love the scripture, and I say it often, I will bless the Lord, I will bless the Lord who guides me, even at night, my heart instructs me. Often I, I kneel by the bedside, and I want to have dreams and visions. Sometimes I'm so busy, sometimes we're so busy, the only time he can speak is in the middle of the night and wake us up. Are you still here this morning? Sometimes he has to wake us up in the middle of the night. Has nothing to do with our body or our sleep. He just wants to say something. And Paul was close to God. The angel appears and gives him this word, just as he can give us a word in the middle of our fire storm. And then he says this. Keep up your courage. And maybe that's for you today, in the middle of your storm, your trial, the big deal that's coming at you. Keep up your courage, for I have faith in God that it will happen. What he is saying is, I'm trusting in the Lord. I may not be able to see the end result, but I'm trusting in the Lord. I'm going to take my stance. I'm going to stand and believe and know that God is mighty. He's all-powerful. And I have the promises of God that are yes and amen. And when I don't know what to do and I don't know where to go, I can say to myself, I know the Lord is with me. He's going to watch over me. He's going to take care of me. He's going to provide for me. I am going to trust in the Lord. The biggest thing I have found in all of my excursions with firestorms and big challenges and troubles, I found out personally they kind of drew me in to trust the Lord a little more. You either pull away or you pull in. And when you pull in and you just keep saying, I'm trusting in the Lord. Right now, I can't see it, but I trust him. And I'm going to stay my ground. And I refused, as we were singing this morning, to allow my enemy to take me out. I found in these storms, there's such a mystery. Some things you know, oh my goodness, that's the devil. Other times, it's unclear because God sometimes puts us right in a storm so he can develop us and help us get a little closer to him and be more reliant on him because sometimes the greatest threat is success because when you're successful sometimes you begin to think and you begin to sing how great you are and God has a way of putting us right at the right spot where we begin to not only praise ourselves how great I am but we begin to say, he is the one that is mighty, and he is great, and he is greatly to be praised. 
And I can tell you that he will speak when we are in trouble. He will watch over us in every saga, in every calamity. And I don't know what storm you're in. You're in the fire. I find I go from one fire to another fire, and in between, I breathe a little better. Am I the only one? Anyone goes from fire? No one. Okay, thank you for identifying with me. And the firestorms are hot, and they are raging around us. And one of the reasons we gather on a morning like this when everyone thought the lights would be out. It's going to be one of the greatest days in the history of our church. And I don't know what happened to me. I woke up this morning with a happy spirit. I woke up saying, praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. My courage is strong. God is good. And I like what it says here, it will happen. Verse number 25, it will happen. Say it, it will happen. Turn to somebody near you and say it will happen. Come on, pick it up, pick it up. It will happen. It will happen. Hallelujah. You can just praise the Lord right there. Just praise the Lord. It will happen. It's interesting, the last verse here, it says, nevertheless, although we're trusting the Lord, although we're hanging on in faith, nevertheless, in other words, we're, we're, we're believing, nevertheless, we must, this is a promise, we must run aground on some island. What it doesn't say exactly is they are going to have to get out of the ship. It's cold. I don't know whether you've ever been in cold, uh, cold water swimming and the winds are howling and you're not sure where the island is. And they get out and they're swimming. And the Bible says in chapter 28 of Acts, that as they get on this island, they actually get on the island of Malta. And look at this diagram, you can see, and it's interesting, all these chapters in the book of Acts, a good part of the, the book of Acts, is the whole story about Paul on a trip here, and he's headed to see Caesar in Rome. However, he never thought that he would be on a little island south of Italy, an island whose name in the, in the uh, Hebrew means refuge. But he finds himself in Malta, a place of refuge, a place where you're safe from the storm. Thank God that God is our refuge and strength, always to, ready to help in the time of trouble. And maybe this morning you're, you're kind of at Malta, a place you thought you'd never be, 
and you thought, I'm about to marry this man, but the ring never showed up. And I never thought, I've told people about divorce, I've told people about my about depression, I never thought I'd be depressed. And you find yourself out there and you're not kind of like stuck in the middle of nowhere. Anyone ever been there? You can't see anything. How did I get here? And Paul is there in Malta and he is stuck. He is by himself. And yet we know that God is with him. Hallelujah. And he thinks, oh, everything is okay. And so chapter 28, they kind of, the people there, they're building a fire, and the great apostle gets the brush wood and puts it on there, and as he's doing that, a viper comes out, a snake, and the, and the, the snake is like hanging from his hand, just when you think it's like going to get better. Are you with me this morning? Just when you think it's getting better, the snake shows up. And the snake is like, and the guys are watching and they're thinking to themselves, the guy got off the ship, he has to be a murderer. And Paul has a way of handling problems. I want to be like him. He's my model and my hero. He doesn't say, oh, God, you caused this. You know what I've been through. Why are you doing this? Ladies and gentlemen, the snake was not from God. It was the enemy trying to take him out. And a lot of times we blame God for things the devil is doing. And we allow our questions, and I don't know this in our mystery. Listen, I don't have many answers in all of life but I, knew, I know God is real, and he's with me. And Paul was not intimidated by a, by a poisonous snake that was attached to his hand. And I like what it says here. Hallelujah. Notice what it says here in verse 5. But Saul, Paul, shook. Verse 5, you have that? But Paul shook, say it with me, shook the snake off into the fire. What is it you need to shake off this morning? Shake it off in Jesus' name. Shake it off in Jesus' name. Take authority over it in Jesus' name. Use the name of Jesus as we were singing about this morning. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Shake it off. Say it. Shake it off. Don't allow the enemy to stop you in the middle of your storm. I like to think I want to learn all my lessons quick so I can get on with my life in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Someone say amen. I almost, I almost missed this. And I'm studying about this thing and I'm wondering why a great part of the whole book of Acts here, several chapters of this story, it's, and I've read it for years, he goes here and, and finally I'm getting insight that this has to do with our life. And I'm thinking, 
Now, how did Paul beat the devil? And I'm thinking, Paul is on the ship with 276, including himself, prisoners. Then I learned that Luke, Dr. Luke, is on the ship, and also this young man, and he has a wonderful name, Aristarchus. Say that, Aristarchus. Good name to call your child, Aristarchus. And the Bible points out that Aristarchus, I like that name, Aristarchus, and Luke are with him. And we don't know what was happening in the back room, but you can be sure that they were praying together, the three of them in their small group, to defeat the devil and to destroy the enemy from defeating them. I don't know, I get in my study and I keep coming back to the same thing and God says, Alex, believe for a tremendous shift in church in the sun. That we become an Acts 2 church. I keep having flashbacks every time I get up here. Of course, I see, I won't even tell you what I see. But I see an army forming. And a radical shift happening in our church from nice people meeting to homes being packed in neighborhoods with the loss coming in, with the lights on, the air conditioning down, and literally hundreds of these places of community all over our city. I see it. The thing we had on the news was about our open house. And I saw the last several weeks, Pastor Jeff showed me just dozens and dozens of people are saying, I want that. And we're, we're, we have an underground movement in our church here, just want you to know. And while we're meeting here, there's an underground movement that's being formed. And God is speaking on the hearts of people. I don't, I don't think God gives us a home for ourselves. I believe he gives us a home to help people in their storms and to inspire them and to help them until we become an Acts 2 church full of power, but it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop with the Holy Spirit. It begins and ends with the relationships of love where we are following the Lord in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm believing in the nine o'clock service, there's going to be a dozen people the Lord will speak to today and say, open your apartment, open your house, open your townhouse in Jesus' name, and that there will be support, and God will do things that have never been done before, because we need each other, but we have to know the victory is ours through Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I was brought to an awareness of the fact that we can allow our troubles to separate us from Christ's love.
in the middle of our fighting, we can allow the circumstance to somehow fracture our relationship with Christ. And it's interesting that the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 35, hallelujah, Paul asked a question first. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us? Why does he ask the question? Sometimes when we're so caught away in these problems, somehow the devil tells us God did it to separate us from him. And Paul is actually able to see this, and he says, now, wait a minute. Are we going to allow something to separate us from Christ's love? Are we going to allow these circumstances to somehow keep us back from more in the relationship with the Lord? And I thought... Christ's love is is him telling us, I love you, but it doesn't end there. It's not just him saying, hey, I love you. Love is always active. Because when his love is there, he is encouraging us. He is lifting us up. He is inspiring us. He's taking us where we have never been before. And that's why he says, should we allow these things to separate us, to block us from who he really is? And then he says, if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death, and then he says in the Passion Bible, all day long we're faced We face death threats for your sake. God, we are considered to be nothing more than sheep to be slaughtered. uh, This fight going on, it's a quote from Psalm 44, verse 2. And then he says, no, no, that's not the way it is. Christ's love is greater. I love this. In the middle of the firestorm, and what he does is he pulls us closer to him. He encourages us. And he says to us, because of my love, I want to reinforce in your heart that you are a child of God. I want you to know that you're a daughter of the king. You are my son. I want you to know that you're seated with me in heavenly places because of my love. That in the middle of the worst fire, when we're in the fire, it's wonderful to know there's someone else there with us. His name is Jesus. And when we have Christ's love, hallelujah, someone say amen. Amen. To all of that, he says, no. Say it with me, no. Say it louder, no. No. In other words, we're not going to let all those things separate us. No. No. 
No. No. Our grandson, Matthew, is almost three. And he, you know, children, they like to say no. And he likes to, he says, no way. No way. He says, no. Read it with me. Despite all these things, Now read the last, that line again, verse 37, loudly. Read it together. No, despite Read it one more time, loudly. No, we're not going to allow the firestorm we're not going to allow the fires that are burning around us. No, we're not going to allow them to separate us from who Christ is. No, we're going to take our stand despite what is happening to us. We're going to push it back. We may be on Malta. We may be in a season where we're not able to get a job. We're not able to be where we want to be. But in the middle of that, we're going to allow the love of Christ to come into our lives and we're going to rejoice, and we're going to be glad, and we're going to be happy, and we're going to praise the Lord, and we're going to fight the enemy, and we're going to defeat the enemy, and we're not going down. And it doesn't matter what the enemy is laying on us. And I've been in fights like you've been in the fights, and I've been in the valley of the shadow of death, and I have looked out, and I wasn't sure it was going to happen, but I have always somehow pushed myself up and I remember the cross, and that's why we wanted to have a cross in this place, because we wanted to remind ourselves of Christ's love, that he is for us. He is not against us. And a lot of things that the enemy is telling you that he is doing are lies, and you have to decide that he has the best for us. And it doesn't matter what your Aunt Betty did or what your husband ran off, and he did this and that. Wait a minute. Your future is not determined by what all these other people do that put you in the fire. You make the decision, God has something great for me. No matter what my boss did, and he lied about me and fired me from my job when I was doing a good job, and you have to say, your bad decision does not determine my future, and you have to tell yourself and talk to yourself that you are convinced that God is with you and that he's in the fire. And sometimes I just raise, I got carried away at the gym. I was, I was having, it's just a great time and I'm listening to worship and I'm telling you, I almost went to heaven on that machine and I, I was doing this thing and all of a sudden the presence of God, I just threw up my hands. Of course, you can do that at the gym. They think you're stretching. And I said, praise <laughs> God, hallelujah, hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? Let me tell you. I've been in despair. I've had every bad thing happen to me. And I'm telling you, I head for my Bible. And I get in my prayer chair. And I get with Judy. And we begin to pray. And my family. And we're not going down. We're not defeated. We don't have that on in our vocabulary. I don't even know how to spell the word defeat. 
I don't know how to spell what the enemy is doing. I know the enemy tries to take me out. I know the enemy tries to take you out. But I'm here to say today that no, despite all these things, we have the overwhelming, I like that, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I read a few weeks ago about Joyce Meyer. We all know her story. And she was molested by her dad. And I mean, if you could have a bad life and write it out, Joyce had it. And she said something that caught me. She said, all this stuff was happening. And she said, I just started to say, this would happen. Then she'd say, God loves me. God, this would happen. And as soon as it happened, she'd say, God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. And today, ladies and gentlemen, when you leave here in a moment, I hope you will be thinking, God loves me. Not as a statement, he's just, he loves me. No, God cannot love without being active. When it says he loves you, that means he's working on your behalf. That means he's encouraging you. That's why you came here this morning when most people are getting their generator or whatever. You came this morning and you decided to put your generator aside and you decided to get, get Dorian off your mind and focus on the one battle that is in Christ. Now, you may feel you're defeated, but ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you there's another byline. You are not defeated. It says, no way. Despite all your stuff, despite all this stuff that's happened to you, the victory is yours through Christ Jesus. You can fight the devil. I love that song we were singing a few minutes ago. He is fighting for us, pulling down the strongholds overcoming the devil. The devil is real. He wants to take you out and tell you you're never going to have what you know God has given to you. I get, listen, this is crazy. Almost every day I say to myself, and I said it this morning, Alex, you're going to be a part of the greatest revival in the history of the church. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to break out. I don't know what's going to happen one Sunday morning. But I'm believing that when I get up here and I get out the book and I get out what God says and I just keep preaching, I keep speaking, and I'm, I'm looking for somebody that's going to be healed in the middle of the service and break up the service and come up and get out of their wheelchair or all of a sudden you're deaf in one ear and you disrupt this and you say, I just heard in my ear. You have permission to disrupt the service for a miracle. Hallelujah. 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 Maybe you haven't opened your mouth. And by the way, if you're not working for God, you are a thief because people are being robbed in this church because God has taught you experiences. And what you're saying is, I'll not use my experiences for people. What a thief. 
You better talk about that divorce God got you through. You better talk about that sickness. Oh God, what are we doing? Hallelujah. Hit it, whatever you're doing, Brandon. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Lift your voices. don't have a shout in you and the enemy quiets you. That's the hardest thing. 
So some of you that haven't been able to open your mouth, maybe you just go, praise the Lord. Maybe it's a whisper, hallelujah. But let the whisper go out, praise God. Let's just see if maybe, I don't know whether today's the big day. I don't know. I'm expecting. So maybe let's just see for a couple minutes if maybe some praise kind of breaks out and maybe somebody that's really sick or whatever just gets defiant and you just come up here and stand. We're not going to pray for you, okay? You're just going to take your stand and we're going to say amen because you've had enough prayers over you. We're just going to pray. We're not going to pray for you. We're going to say glory. So we're going to sing this, this confession one more time. Please don't come to the front unless the Holy Spirit says, take a stand, James. Take a stand, a stand, Ed. And maybe you need to take a stand. You just come up here, you had a thousand prayers, and you just say, I'm, I'm, I'm declaring the victory. My wife is the first one. She's got a little something going on with her foot, so she's the first one here. So I don't know whether anybody else, just keep hitting that thing. I wanna see the victory, whatever it is.
Hallelujah. 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 I, uh, I don't know, I was overwhelmed uh, of this thing of Christ's love and what he does in action. And you may be in the room right now and you just need to be forgiven of your sins and that's because Christ loves us. Uh, <laughs> news alert, we don't get what we deserve. Uh, we get grace. And grace says, in spite of all this, I love you and I'll forgive you. <coughs> so, when I asked you if you're here and you say, listen, I just need to be forgiven of my sins. I just need a new heart. We always have people are with us that once knew God and just they just drifted had the wrong path and you don't have to have regret for 25 years we don't live in our past mistakes we've all made mistakes but Jesus even when Dorian is messing with us Jesus loves us I don't know what he does but I know Jesus loves us 
So if you're here in this meeting and you say, listen, Alex, I need to be forgiven of my sins. Will you pray for me? So I just, if that's you, throw up a hand, say that's me. Put it up, I need to be forgiven, yes. Put, put it up, don't be hesitant. This is a free gift, yes, yes. Put up your hand even at nine o'clock, anybody else? I'm gonna ask those that raised their hand, their couple, just stand right here in the front, right here, right here, right here, right here. Anybody else? I need to be forgiven. Anybody else? Anybody else? Yeah. Over here. Anybody else? Look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six. Anybody else want to give up? All these people are giving up on trying to do it themselves. Like, I need Jesus. Anybody else? This is amazing, isn't it? Wow. Those that have come are going to just have a prayer. This is how we have a new heart. We just pray a prayer in faith that Jesus comes into us. Then after this prayer, Pastor Jeff is here. I'm going to take you to the side. We have a couple friends there. They're actually nice. And they're going to give you a Bible. And you'll meet a friend. So you that are watching online, you can do this same thing wherever you are. You can pray this prayer. Hallelujah. So I want us all to repeat this prayer together and say it like it's really true, because it is. Jesus, Jesus. I put my faith in you that you took my sin on the cross. I confess and believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and he is alive. I turn from my sin. I repent of my sin, and I abandon my life to follow Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive my sin. Give me your grace. And give me eternal life and the gift of righteousness. All these people have new hearts. Go with Pastor Jeff if you would. God bless you.